Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo of the Lighthouse Chapel International delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style that young people relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is an international minister, evangelist, and pastor of the Adenta branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God.
Every day that I wake, I want to start my day with you. Some people want to please you in a church building, but I want to please you with everything I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Give it up. All of me, worship your mind. Worship every day, not just one day a week. Worship you in my heart and not in the four walls. Jesus, I know we displease you. Sometimes we even please pastors more than you. Lord, our hearts are so far from you. But now I'm searching for you. Holy Spirit, walk with me. I don't want to feel your presence only when I'm in a church. This temple must stay clean. Flesh must die. Spirit must be seen. Holy Spirit, walk with me. I don't want to feel your presence only when I'm in a church. This temple must stay clean. Flesh must die. Spirit must be seen. listening to more music. Honestly, I feel like listening to more music. Look, give me another reggae song. <laughs> Clap your hands for them. Oh! 
because you are receiving Sister Grace again. Clap your hands for Jesus. 
Translation, New Living Translation, girl. 
What does it say? Work hard to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom. For many will try to enter but will fail. Read my lips. Will fail. There are some subjects in school with a high failure rate. Yes. French is one of them. <laughs> Greek is the second one. Yes. Yeah. For every 10 students, only three will pass. High failure rates. <laughs> but you see, listen, let's not get emotional. Let's ask ourselves just one question. And if you, anybody here who has gone past class three should be able to answer this question. Why are we here? What are we doing here? I mean, why are you not at home? Why are you, why are you at church? I mean, what are you doing here? What's going on? What are you doing here? Why are you wasting your time here? Why? It's such sun, sun, Sunday afternoon. What are you doing sitting here? Well, well, ask your neighbor, what are you looking for? What do you want? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? The answer is simple. We want to enter the kingdom of God. That's why we are here. Those outside boozing and snorting cocaine fornicating like leaves in the wind. They are already outside the kingdom. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I am trying to enter the kingdom. All our somersaulting, Bible study, prayer, up and down, holiness, anything, faith, all the things, all these things, soul, holiness, Christ, prayer, or camp, church meeting, convention, crusade, it's all to get us to be inside the kingdom of God. Easy. It's all to get us to be inside the kingdom of God. So for those with an intention to enter the kingdom of God, hear me and hear me well. He said, work hard. You don't just get into the kingdom of God because your mother is a lady pastor. Is it lady pastor or lazy pastor? <laughs> the fact that your mother is a lazy pastor, a lady pastor, does not mean that you are entering no kingdom. Forgive my American slang. <laughs> Many of you here were born in the church. Many of you here. If I was in this branch when I started pastoring a church if I had started in this branch I would have done the outdooring for all of you yes you all born in the church if I was the pastor of this church all of you 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I became a pastor 22 years ago. How old are you? Gabby, how old are you? Oh, yes. So, by all means, I would have come to officiate your uh, I say your wedding. Your <laughs> no, seriously. Minya, the fact that you were born in the church does not mean you are in the kingdom of God. Being born in the church does not mean you are in the kingdom of God. I'll say it again. Being born in the church, being born into the church does not mean you are in the kingdom of God. I'll take it again. Being born into the church does not mean you are in the kingdom of God. (laughs) Being a pastor's child does not mean you are in the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ looked into the eyes of the Pharisees and told them, you are of your father, the devil. Pharisees, careful. Be very careful. So, the assumption that you are in the kingdom of God should be made with great caution. Great caution because you may easily not be in the kingdom. Because, you see, Jesus is saying, oh, he said, the door, the door into the kingdom. So, so it means that, you see, you can't just say you are born in the kingdom. It's like if your father is a Muslim and you, you, you are born to Muslim parents, you are a Muslim. If your father is an imam, it means you are, you, you are a Muslim. It may be true in their case, but here, being born to a pastor father does not mean you are inside the kingdom. It gets even worse. When you think because you have the pastor's phone number, you are a Christian. <laughs> Did I not come for your outdooring? Have you seen your pictures? Ask your mother, your mother, to give you the pictures. Yes. Ask your mother. I was the one who came to pray over your head, your little head. Yes. (laughs) It does not mean you are a Christian. Please. Don't get it wrong. The kingdom of God, if you are here today, it's your first time. Or today is the first time you, have, you are entering church. I'm making a statement maybe you have not heard before. The kingdom of God is a kingdom you enter. You enter. It's not a kingdom you were. Nobody is born into the kingdom of God. Nobody, even if your father is the Pope. The kingdom of God is a kingdom you enter into. Everybody is outside. And then you make your way into the kingdom of God. Get it right. Don't be confused. That is the reason why this series is one of the most important messages you will ever hear. Dancing in the church does not mean you are inside the kingdom. Nobody finds himself inside. You deliberately enter a door. 
you walk on a road and you enter a door. Matthew 7 13. Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 13. Can I have the New Living Translation, please? It gives us good English. You can enter God's kingdom. See, once again, we read from Luke. You are here again. Once again, it says enter. Please ask your neighbor, have you entered? Or you think you were born into? Definitely, have you entered? The fact that you eat communion does not mean you are, you are inside. <laughs> you can enter God's kingdom only. Only. Some of you have very important questions to answer. To ask yourselves. Only through the narrow gates. The highway to hell is broad. The road to hell is broad. And its gates is wide. For the many who choose to find yourself in the kingdom or not is a choice you make. You choose to walk on a road and pass through a door. And its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. The way to hell. I will preach beer today. Next verse. But the gateway to life. The gateway to life is very, not just, it's, it's not just narrow. It is very narrow. And the road is difficult. You sit here, your father is a reverend, your mother is a, is a lady pastor, your father is some church member. It is so because you were born in the church, you are in the church. Listen to me very carefully. There's a vast difference between church and the kingdom of God. You enter in and the road which takes you into life, into the kingdom of God is very narrow and the road is difficult. (laughs) We have invited you to come to church and to sit in the church for life. For life. You are sitting here as if you are doing somebody a favor. It's like we are lucky that you are in the church. You must be out of your bunkers. You must be out of your sockets. Get back into sockets. You must be out of your socket to be sitting here thinking that you are sitting here because of the person who invited you. It's like it's like we are lucky a fool like you is in the church. You don't understand what is happening to you. You wait. You see life. You think life is just <laughs> sleeping in somebody's house. Having somebody pay your fees. When you want money, you just make a text and the money comes. And they do a money, is it what? Mobile money, I was going to say money machine. Mobile money. <laughs> yeah, you text, no, man, uh, mobile, uh, mobile uh, what? money. All of you here, when we close, you are going to sleep in somebody's house. 
it may be your father, but it's it's not your house. So most of you are having dreams. There's soap bubbles in your head. You You are incapable of understanding life as it is. But I thank God that when you come to church, like this service, you hear it with clarity. Clarity. You cannot say you didn't understand. We say it well. I'm saying to you that the way to the real life is tough. Don't have a romantic view of life. It's not romance. Boy meets girl. And girl faints and boy melts. (laughs) Nonsense. (laughs) Nonsense. Boy meets girl. Girl faints and boy melts. And they live happily ever after. That one is, is it Robin Hood or a, a Alice in Wonder, Cinderella? <laughs> so I say Robin Hood. <laughs> Wake up! We are forcing to enter the kingdom of God. Because this is where the life is. It's like the road to life. The gateway to life. The pathway, the road, the access is very narrow. And the road is difficult. Don't sit here thinking because your father is a reverend. You are in the kingdom of God. You must rise up and intentionally decide. Charlie, I am entering the gates. I'm happy. I wasn't born to no reverend. Forgive my American English. I'm very happy. I wasn't born to some reverend or some pastor or some bishop. No. No, no, no. So for me, Charlie... I need that you enter. Yeah. I don't remember what they gave me even for my outdoor. I'm sure they gave me whiskey and water. No wonder I was drunk by age 13. Yeah. Some of you have come to prophesy with honey and butter and all this type of, you know, uh, angelic and, and supernatural sayings. Some of us, some palm wine that they used to. Palm wine. So, so, so of us, where we were, I mean, where we began life, we knew that like, we were outside. I mean, church on Sunday afternoon at this, oh, what are you talking about? We're in town. We're in town. So, so when the time came for us to enter, we knew that we were here and the kingdom was there and we had to enter. But some of you think that you are in the kingdom already. That's why I'm preaching to you. A series I've titled The Narrow Road. And the narrow gates. It is difficult. And only a few ever find it. I don't know who has been lying to you that I mean it's like because you are in your your father is, is in church, your father is a shepherd, or you are, I mean like you know a pastor. No, you find it, you look for it. You look for it, you look for it, and you enter it. I feel excited right now already. I feel excited. Hmm. So today, I'm starting to share with you how to enter the narrow road. How to get onto that road. Because in life, in church, in, 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 in church, you see, I'm, talk, I'm, not talking to, I'm not talking to unbelievers, so. 
I'm talking to people who were born in the church and are in the church. The road to life is narrow. And you must get onto that road. I mean, if you are here and you want to go to Dodoa, Dodoa, and we see you headed towards Legon. Honestly, I don't understand what you are trying to do. Even if you end up there in Dodoa, you'd have made your journey stupidly long. Because you can go through the motorway, get to Tema, move to Ashaiman, and use Katamansu Road. Yes. Why? If you want to go to a place, find the direct road. And the direct road to life, to the kingdom of God, is a narrow road. So, how do you find that narrow road? How? Do you find that narrow road? How many of you want to know how to find that narrow road? Yes. Number one. Hmm. Which GPS do you use? I mean, really, I mean, please help me. I need help. How do you find the road which is narrow? Where is it? Is it in the in the in the Kaneshi area, or it's in the Mampong area? Where is that road? Number one. Only the word of God can determine which road or gate is narrow. Wow. Only O N L Y. Only the word of God is the determinant. If you put aside the word of God, you will not find the narrow road. The laws in the Bible the do's and the don'ts they determine the narrow road is not found by being poor your poverty will not lead you on being poor doesn't mean you're on the the narrow road (laughs) the right way to walk with God is determined by the word of God Every time, every time, depending on, the, on God, depending on his word, depending on his spirit, you cannot use your life's experiences to know, to say that this is the narrow road. We don't use experiences. We use, thus said the Lord. Thus said the word of God. We don't use experiences. We don't use what your mother said. We don't use what your father said. It is what the Bible says that determines which road is narrow. That's what the Bible says. That determines which road is narrow. It's not... You see, the narrow road is not determined by a school prefect. 
like a good girl. You know, most school prefects are good girls or good boys. Yes. Very neat. They are very neat. There's a line in their trousers. Like, neat. The shirts are, there's no, it's neat. They speak with good accent. They wear glasses. This type of, you know, good haircut. Not this type of mad people. People like you see, you wonder whether it's mad or it's a normal person. No. Normal. The narrow road is not determined by a school prefect's behavior. A head girl's behavior or a head boy's behavior. The narrow road is determined by the word of God. So anybody whose life is outside the word of God can never experience the narrow road which leads to life. (laughs) You can't use experiences. The word of God. It, 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 it gives you the pathway. <laughs> Jeremiah 6. 16. It says, Stand ye. That said the Lord. Stand ye in the ways. And see. And ask for the old paths. That's the word of God. Ancient paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. I'm I'm preparing you for battle. And ye shall find rest for your soul. What do you have just, those of you, all of you, you know, as you are in the church, as you are moving up and down, you are going to meet people who will espouse, who will try to give you some new method of being a Christian. Yes. Some new way. Some new way. How you can have a boyfriend and still be around. I can go to a shrine and still be a shepherd. Shepherd and shrine. SHSH. My dear friend, there's nothing like some new way, some techno Christianity or some new, new uh, 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 iCloud Christianity. The only Christianity we have is the old ways. The way Peter walked. The way Paul walked. The way James walked. The way Jesus walked. It's old. There is nothing new. Don't embrace any type of new Christianity. It will never help you. Yes. Old. Old. Listen to me carefully. There is nothing like modern Christianity. Or you can have your boyfriend by the side. And you are also around. So like managing, hopping between pornography and the Bible studies. You read the Bible two chapters and you do pornography one hour. You do, you just, just, just half and half. This is about new, te- I call it techno Christianity. Techno. Techno. Yeah. Cyber Christianity. <laughs> yes. I Christianity. I. I Christianity. Internet Christianity is stupidity. The only Christianity we have, listen with clarity, it is old. If you're not prepared to walk that old path, go home. Some of you, you are, you are even waiting for your parents to come and call you. They will, they will come and call you right now. You cannot bring your experience. Listen, even, 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 even experiences that worked well in the Lord cannot be, be what will guide you. I'll say it again. Even think, I mean, the way you lived, 
some, some ex- like how God showed you how to do something, you know, and it worked. You can't use that for today. You, are, you, you will have to constantly go to God's word. Every day, constantly. You will say, oh, yesterday God said I should go. So today also I will go. Do you get the point I'm making? Uh-huh. Uh, 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 last week when the problem came, we fasted and we had the answer. So this week also we have to fast and get the answer. The next week also we fast. Anytime the problem comes, it's like the formula. God is not formulaic. God is not a computer. Computer was, was discovered recently. You can't use a formula to work with God. You go to him. Like David. Let me read some scriptures to you. Some interesting scriptures. David, he was always going to God. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 7, David said to Abiathar the priest, I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. Abiathar brought the effort. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after the troop? Some people had come to take all his belongings. And he asked God, Shall I pursue? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered and said, Pursue. In Nigeria we say, Pursue. For thou shalt overtake them and without fail recover all. Another time in 1 Samuel 23, David inquired of the Lord again saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and smite the Philistines. So it's almost like anytime he went to God to ask God, God would say, Go. But David never assumed that the next time God will say go. So go, God, yeah, when you ask him, you say go. Yes. It's like that idea. When you ask that, he will say, uh, once you say, once you ask, you say, okay, go and have it. No. So the next time you won't even ask. Only to receive slaps. <laughs> In Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, it came to pass that David inquired of the Lord. You see, Going to God keeps you on a certain path. Going to the word of God keeps you on a certain path. You don't make assumptions that because it worked yesterday, you don't need to go to God again. Life, the narrow road, constantly requires you to go to God, to be near God. David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said unto him, Go up. So always, when David asks God, God says, go. I'm saying that, how do you know which road to walk on? You know it by going to God. You know it by asking God. You know it by seeking counsel. You know it by going to the word of God. Second hmm. Samuel chapter 5, I've read about four different times. Where David encounters a problem. Then he goes to God and it looks like God you know, His formula is always go So in 2 Samuel 5 David inquired of the Lord saying Shall I go up to the Philistines? Will thou deliver them into my hands? And the Lord said to David what? Go up 
Second Samuel 5.19. Go up. Go up. So one day, God taught David that it's not that my formula is go, but I always give you the advice that is right. Some of you sitting here, you've not read, you've not had your quiet time in one week. Some of you have not read your Bible. You take your advice from Peace FM. You take your wisdom from TV3. You learn about marriage from Kunkum Baja. You learn how to beloved those from what? Esmeralda. D. Maria. D. Maria. And life will also Maria you. But in 2 Samuel 5, you know, this second, you know, we've just read verse 19. Look at it. God said, Go. Just three verses after this. 22. 22. And the Philistines came up again. The, the same Philistines that God said, Go. The Philistines came again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Next verse. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up. You cannot use past experiences to work with God. He said, don't go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them against the mulberry tree. God gave him a totally different idea. Listen to me today. I'm saying to you that. How do you know which road you are walking on? Whether it is narrow, whether it's God's will, you know it by going to God every time. Every time. And you use the word of God. You use the word of God. How do you find the narrow road? Number one, only the word of God has a formula. You cannot use ideas. Number two, number two, how do you find the narrow road which gives you life? The narrow road is a place of restrictions. Obviously, it is narrow. It is narrow. I mean, if you take this tile, like this one here, 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 or even half, half of this tile, narrow, as a narrow road. If I'm to use this to walk to, to a place, I must stay within half. It's narrow. And the Bible used the word very narrow. So you see, narrow. You are not free. Versus the Broadway, which is from here to here. So you can't even.
Meanwhile, as you are dancing, somebody is the one who is restricted, who has don'ts, I can't, I won't, I should. They are those who are going towards life. The one who, ha- who can do anything. You can watch pornography and come around. You can choose to come today. Like n- next week Sunday. Some of you sitting here will not be here. <laughs> you, I mean, you decide if you want to come. <laughs> Am I lying? I said, some of you sitting here, you will not be here next week Sunday. Why? Because you are your own boss. <laughs> You are, you are your own, like, 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 around one o'clock, if you receive a call from Sister Sally, he said, uh, what? He said, what? Flaming fire. Uh, today I'm tired. Today I'm tired. I, I, I don't think I want to come today. And uh, I'll see about next week. No. But there's someone, there's someone here, next week, whether she has got her menstrual pains, whether she is sick, Although she is angry, she must be here. Because the road she is walking on is a very narrow road. She doesn't have the op- I mean, see, options are not a part of her life. Be very careful of a life where you have options. Be very careful. It's like you can do anything you want to do. That's why last week's message is very important. Because sometimes even your parents, what they give you is a life without restrictions. Yes. You must decide. You must decide. That's why if you have the word of God, it will keep you on a path which is narrow. Those of you on a narrow road, you can't just make friends with just anybody. Yes, I'm preaching. When it's time to marry, are you a boy or a girl? You are, okay, earrings. When, when it is time to marry, you can't just say you are marrying anybody. No. There is a girl amongst us who will just go and bring any unbeliever? Tale, the guy is tall and handsome and has got khakis. What no? But there's a girl who asks, does he pay tithes? Is he born again? Is he in church? Is he a shepherd? Many, many, many barriers before she arrives at her beloved. But as for you, once he's a Lebanese, that's all. The road. I told you, be very careful. Some of you, your parents, in trying to love you, have put you on broadways. Yes. And it's nice. Yesterday, my son said he wanted to go and watch a movie. I drove him to the silver bed. (laughs) Why why not? Why should I not? You want to go and watch a movie with your friend? Why not? Then when I go and drop you and I go, you now decide that you are going to visit a girl at Kaneshi. <laughs> yeah, the movie takes two and a half hours. So, so you use the two and a half hours to visit a girl at Kaneshi. 
because I meet you, I'm busy, I'm working, I don't have time. I'm not a BNI, I'm not a police officer. I cannot police you. <laughs> not a bodyguard. You've not employed me as a bodyguard. No. So once I drop you at silver, st- uh, silver bed and I drive away, from that day, as you stand there, it's you and the narrow road of the word of God you are using to guide your life. Without that narrow road, gosh. Options. Say options. Say options. Don't live a life without options. Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis 2. Verse 15. And the Lord God took the man. Placed the man. The Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. To dress it. And to keep it. This is like, I mean, if you are giving, no, 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 please, let, let's, let's be serious. Let's be serious. If you have been given a garden to, to what? To what? To dress and keep. It means everything is under your power. Every tree, every flower, every herb, every animal. I mean, you, you, you are a powerful man. But the Lord commanded the man. What did the Lord, you see, say with me, the Lord commanded. Which is the word of God. See, see when we say the word of God, it's not just Bible. Though. We are not just talking about Bible. When we say the word of God, we mean the word which comes from God. It can come from God through your pastor. It can come from God through the Bible. It can come from God through your personal meditation. The word of God. And, and, and the Lord God said, commanded the man, of every tree, every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Every tree. You may freely eat. But, there is a tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it. You see, when you respect such limitations, you abide forever in God's blessings. For the day, I'm talking about how to find the narrow road. The day you eat of this tree, Thou shalt surely die. God narrowed the road. God narrowed the road. God narrowed the road. Some of you live a life where everything you want to do, you do it. You go where you want to go. You wear what you want to wear. Some of you here, it is because of church that you are wearing the skirt and blouse you are wearing. But outside church, if there's a class party or a school party, 
you will dress like a prostitute. Of every tree you can eat. Listen to me very carefully. That is the that was where Adam and Eve should have passed their test. So your greatest test is in how you handle the limitations God places. See, there are two types of limitations. One of the limitations is the limitations the world places in your on your life. Life itself limits you. Those ones, with the power of God, you are able to overcome. Like for me preaching to you today, I'm a stammerer. Yes, I stammer terribly, but you will know. It's when you chat with me or you are asking a question outside the microphone, you will hear me that I'm stammering. You hear me. I used to stammer so badly, I could hardly pronounce my personal name, my own name. But a child of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. Life, great people in life are people who overcame limitations. A lot of people who are rich today were born to poor parents. They overcame the limitations. You write an exam, you fail. And you write it again and you pass. Life is like that. You overcome the things that try to limit you. Try to limit you. But there is also a type of limitation that God places on your life. That one, you must not try to overcome it. Don't try. And as you walk with God, He will tell you, you can't have this person as your friend. (laughs) You cannot. And let me tell you, young boys and girls, those of you who think you can fool us because we see you as a small girl, as a small boy, listen to me carefully, you cannot fool no man. Because the verse that is not helping you is Micah chapter 6 verse 8. Yes, you need to know that verse. Micah. Turn your Bible to Micah chapter 6. It's a verse. You can't sit there and say, oh, 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 hey, these are small, small boys. Some of you, you know more than your father even knows. Yes. Yes. I mean, look at Debbie as she sits here. The things she knows in this life. Even your mother, your mother who gave birth to you. I don't, I don't even think she, she knows it. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. Watch it. It says, he has shown thee, O oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. I like the first part. It says, He has shown thee. Those days we used to sing this song. Maranatha sang the song. He has shown thee. Oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee, he has shown thee. Oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee, but to do justly and to walk humbly 
and to love mercy and, and to walk humbly with thy God. Let me take it again. I'll take it again. The keyboard is confusing me. Cut. He had shown thee. Oh, <clears throat> I'm. I'm <laughs> He has shown thee, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee. He has shown, when I sing, then you also follow. I'm a talented solo artist. <laughs> he has shown thee, when I say, He has shown, then you also sing. He has shown, He has shown thee. Turn off the keyboard. You are confusing me. He has shown thee. He has shown thee. Oh man. Oh man. What is good and what the Lord requires of thee. What is good and what the Lord requires of thee. What is good and what the Lord requires of thee? Type it. It's not that this is King James, so don't sit there and be admiring my voice. He has shown thee, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee. What is good? What is good? What is good? And what the Lord and what the Lord requires of thee? He has shown thee. Oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee? What the Lord requires. What is good and what the Lord requires of thee? What is good and what the Lord requires of thee? Okay, sing with me, not after me. One goal, he has shown thee. Oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee? He has shown thee. Oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God, but to do justly, and to love mercy. And to walk humbly with thy God. Is it complex? He has shown thee. Oh man. What is good and what the Lord requires of thee. He has shown thee. Oh man. What is good and what the Lord requires of thee. But to do justly and to love mercy 
and to walk humbly with thy God. Guys, uh, is it a nice song? It is. Can you put the words up? Do you have it all? No, the, 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 not me. He has shown thee. He has shown thee. He has shown thee. Oh man, he has shown thee. He has shown thee, oh man, what is good and what, yes, he has shown, shown, that we were reading old English. He has shown thee, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee, he has shown thee, oh man. What is good and what the Lord requires of thee But to do justly And to love mercy And to walk humbly with thy God Let's take it again for the last time He has shown thee Oh man What is good and what the Lord requires of thee he has shown thee, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Why did that bring this verse? Listen, whether you are a teenager or you are a grown up. He has already shown thee what is good. You know what is good. Debbie, you know. Don't you know what is good? Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Huh. When you wear a skirt that just grazes your buttocks, you know that you see there is something inside you that tells you what you are wearing is wrong. He has shown me. That's a, this vest will not allow you to misbehave. As you are wearing a blouse that shows the copper color part of your breast. Yes. Copper color part. He has shown thee. I'm preaching. You know that what you are doing is wrong. You know it. You know it. You may do it. Next week, next week Sunday afternoon, if you don't come to church, it does not mean that you didn't know you should be here. Yeah. As you are with your friends, you know that th- th- there is something talking to you. When you get born again, there is something called the inner witness. Is there? The inner witness. As the boy is slapping your buttocks and you are saying, Oh, Johnny, stop it. Stop it. I like it. Uh-huh. You, 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 you. <laughs> You cannot say you don't know that what the boy is doing is wrong. Stop it, I like it. He has shown me. He has shown me. There's nobody here who can say that you don't know what you should not do. That when you wake up, you don't know whether you should read a book or go to Facebook, even though they are all books. 
whether she read the Bible or do WhatsApp. You know. There is a voice that speaks to you. You know, tell your neighbor, you know it. Tell your friend, Charlie, the pastor has caught you. Pa. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. You know it. When you don't forgive someone, you know that what you are doing is wrong. When you don't talk to somebody, you know that what you are doing is wrong. You know. Ask your neighbor, are you saying you don't know these things? Abba. The problem is that we just want to be free. Ah, waiting. Waiting man not see before. Let me wear the dress. Let me go. Let me family and yawope. Just anything you want to do, just do it. Ah, I'm tired. Every day, Reverend Kobe is talking. Uh, Bishop of God has also come. Uh, always talking. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't wear this. You shouldn't go here. Oh, it's okay. We are tired. Yeah. It's because of your desire to walk the broad way. And that broad way will lead to a disaster at the end. Look. There are many things you may never be sure of. There are many things you may never, you may never know whether this is wrong. This is what, uh, what will this lead to? This exam will I pass? Will I fail? Uh, what will happen when I go to this place? And so, there are a lot of things you may not know the outcome. But listen to me today. This one, surely, I am not a prophet, but I can prophesy to you that anybody listening to me who throws away restrictions, who throws away the limits and the boundaries and the barriers God puts in your way, that don't eat this tree. And I'm saying that any tree you must not eat, you will know it. You can't say you don't know. You know it. And anybody who removes the ancient landmarks, you see, landmarks, 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 the Bible calls it ancient landmarks. Like, you see, when, when you buy land, even now, there are some pillars. It's a landmark. You see, that shows you the, um, the, the, the boundaries. Do you see? Turn your Bibles. And let me show you as we close today. Are you happy you came to church? Yes. I want to show you. You see, the Proverbs 22. Verse 28. Remove not the ancient. So once again, do you remember that I read a verse from Jeremiah 6, 16, which talked about the old parts. Everybody say the old parts. Look, young girls, young boys, reject any cyber Christianity that comes your way. I spirituality. I Christianity. The narrow road is ancient. It's old. It's old. It's old. And the Bible says, each of you here must memorize this verse. You should know this verse. Even if you forget where it is, you must know there's such a verse as, Debbie, remove not the ancient landmark. See, that's why I said, a landmark, like if I, if I buy land here, 
there are some pillars that show that my land ends here and then Mr. Tete's land starts from here. Now, when you remove the landmarks, it means that you have now taken away the barriers and you are now about to extend your building into somebody's land and you are about to go to court to be jailed. That's what the Bible says, that when you are living your life as a Christian, there are some natural landmarks. God places things your way. You can't do this. You can't go here. You can't speak like this. You can't use such words. And he says that, do not remove the ancient landmarks. They have been put there by God to limit you, not to allow you to have free-range living. Free-range Christianity is evil. It destroys. Don't give yourself to a spirituality that allows you to do anything. You can fornicate and sing. You can watch pornography and lead a prayer meeting. You can go and kiss. Ah, when you finish, you come and say, shall we pray? May you not remove those old and ancient pillars that your fathers have set there already. Don't remove it. Respect it. Respect them. Respect them. And Jeremiah 6, 16 says that you will find rest. you find rest. When I was your age, you see, I am what I am today by the grace of God. I didn't plan to be here. I didn't plan to be so blessed. No. I didn't hear the things you are hearing. Hey, hey, hey. If, if I had heard the things you are hearing when I was your age, I would have built a 10,000 member church in, 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 on mass. I'm telling you, my church will be, not be on earth. I'll be an astronaut pastor. <laughs> yes. Cosmonaut pastor. I didn't know 1,000th of what you are hearing. Listen to me, young boy. If you have come to be a Christian, understand that the Christianity you have come to enjoy, there are pillars, there are things, there are, there are landmarks, there are pegs, there are pillars which have been placed there to tell you that as you are going, you can only stop. You can end here. You cannot go beyond this part. In your relationship with the opposite sex, you cannot go beyond this part. In your relationship with your iPad, there are landmarks. You cannot browse beyond this part. You can't browse beyond this part. In your walk with the Lord, in your relationship with the church, you cannot behave beyond this part. When church meets, you are there. You don't have an option. You have an option. If there's swimming fire, you are there. I mean, it's like, you, some of you can choose between coming to church right now or, or Sunday afternoon or being with your friends or traveling or moving. Anytime you remove the barriers, a snake is about to bite you. And the Bible says it. The one who breaks the hedge. The one who breaks the hedge. A snake shall bite you. I pray for you today that the narrow road will be respected. Don't desire to walk on a broad road. Don't desire to walk on the to live a life where it's like restrictions have been taken off. You go where you want to go. You wear what you want to wear. 
you watch what you want to watch you say what you want to say but that's why he says ask jeremiah says when you stand in the way ask and when you are asking don't ask for new brand of christianity that christianity where you can phonic look ananas and sapphira they lied just telling a lie to a pastor they died just telling a lie to a pastor they died instantly today you can stand in front of a pastor and lie and nothing happens to you but what you don't know is that something has happened to you by lying to your pastor you have removed a landmark yes by touching the girl's breast nobody was there you squeezed it three times you have removed three barriers from your life yes yes you watch pornography for just five minutes you have removed five barriers from your life and god told them don't i am putting these limits there i said you can eat here but this tree don't cross this barrier and eat this tree it's exactly the next thing they did was to eat from that tree and god removed them god removed them yeah. they wanted a broad way a broad life a life with no limits a life where you can do what you want to do you can go where you want to go you can just be, you, 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 you can watch what you want, what you want to watch if, if 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 i mean if my pastor calls me and i see the call i must answer but some of you when aunt maybe calls you you can decide to just leave it to uh, just mute it she comes to visit you some of you, you are here today for the first time but today is not the first time somebody brought you somebody came to your house to call you last weeks you jumped through a window and ran away to the back but when you are walking on the narrow path you will not even wait for someone to come and call you Oh, but if they come and call you, that one there, with joy. Because David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. May you respect the boundaries, the limits, the boundaries, the borders, the walls. May you not have a life that breaks walls, that throws away limitations. And you are a free agent, a free range Christian, doing what you want to do, touching what you want to touch going where you want to go it brings a curse upon your life it destroys your life the chosen part for your life is the life where you are restricted it's a narrow it's a, it says very narrow and few only a few people it means if the bible says few if you go and write an exam you were 100 100 and you go to back to school and you want to ask how the, the and who passed and the lecturer said only a few passed if you are not a certain type of student you will know that by all means you are part of those who failed few means you are likely not to be a part of it only a few find it ever will find it you can sit in church and end up in hell because the road to the kingdom of God only a few will find it Idan, your father is a reverend it doesn't mean you are the kingdom of God. Don't, don't have romantic ideas. Enter yourself. Cut off friends. Cut off lifestyles. Remove yourself from things you must not do. Remove yourself from places you must not be. Remove some people from your life. Cut them off. And limit yourself. 
to a few friends because the road which leads to life is a very narrow strip of road and few are they who find that road rise to your feet and let's go lift your two hands everybody and ask the Lord Father deliver me from a life a life where there are no barriers any boy can do anything with my body I can go to any, I can do anything I want to do lift your two hands and pray and say Lord deliver me <laughs> deliver me look I'm telling you it will lead to destruction delete the Bible Lord it will lead to your distractions. Lift your hands and ask the Lord to deliver you. Next week, when it is 1.30, you shouldn't have an option. Should I be here or I shouldn't be here? This is where you are. This is where you are. Don't start to live a life where you can choose what you want to do and you, like, like you cherry pick what you think is right for you. Lift your hands and pray. Pray. Kabayada. Yeah. 
say pastor pray for me I want to surrender my life to Jesus wherever you are if you are here and you know you are not born again and you want to give your life to Christ today 
just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes, just lift up your hand. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift it high above your head. High. High. Pastor, I'm not born again. I need Jesus. I need to be born again. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. The hand of God will come mightily upon your life. The grace of God will come mightily upon your life. Pastor, I want to be born again. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you. We are so grateful to you for this very wonderful time we've had in your presence. Let your will and your purposes be done in our lives. In Jesus' name.